Hi, welcome to Positively Positive. If you're new here, I go by Sam and I have genital herpes, HSV2. Today I'm telling the story of my first disclosure, how I told the person that gave me herpes that they gave me herpes. So just like I did with that person, let's talk about herpes, baby. So before I start my story, I do want to bring up one of the first terms I learned in the HSV community, gifter. This is a popular term that people use to refer to the person who gave them the virus. I was very confused when people were talking about their gift and their gifter. So if you're new to all this, gift means herpes and gifter is the person you got it from. But all I could think when I saw this was, what the fuck? This isn't a gift. Like, what are people talking about? Now, I don't want to feed any negative herpes connotations or demonize the simple virus that it is, but I also don't want to glorify it or dress it up as something it isn't. And I kind of feel that's what this language does. Now, there are definite positives to having the virus and the way it can change your mindset, the way you decide who is worth your time or not, and those things are really cool and very powerful. I don't use these particular words because I think they're stupid and I never liked them from day one. I think they're sugarcoating something that doesn't need to be sugarcoated. It's herpes, a simple virus that over 80% of the people on earth carry. Listen, if the words gift and gifter do help you cope in the beginning and you do feel like this is a gift for you, you know what? I do think that that's great. I really do. And you should use them. They just rubbed me the wrong way and I never adopted them. So let's call this guy that gave me the virus the contractor. Because I guess I would be the contractee. I don't know. If you guys have better terms, please let me know. So before telling the contractor, <laughs> I waited until my primary outbreak was cleared up and I had the official lab results back. So a week after I was tested and just over two weeks since we'd had sex. I texted him asking if we could have a phone call and I gave him a few times when I would be free. I asked him to make sure he could be alone. I definitely scared him with those texts, but um, yeah, he was asking what it was about and I just told him it was an in-person thing. But since that wasn't going to happen for who knows how long, because we live in different cities, uh, I just said I'd like to talk on the phone. So he called me that night, and I just got right into it because he knew it was obviously something important, and he was uh, quite fairly weirded out by my semi-ominous texts, even though I tried to make it chill. Now, before I get into the conversation, I want to tell you what I did before the call besides shit my pants with anxiety. I prepared myself. I was coming into this armed with facts and statistics, but I knew I couldn't overwhelm him with too much information all at once, but I needed to be prepared to answer questions. Also, at this point, I was not in any pain. My outbreak was essentially done. I had a bit of a dry cough left over because you can get flu-like symptoms when you have an outbreak. Um, but that was it. Waiting until my outbreak was done allowed me to be able to speak with a clear head. 
I wasn't distracted by pain anymore. I'd also been on meds for a week and I was starting to calm down and accept my diagnosis. Although in retrospect, I have no idea how I had a calm conversation this early in the process. Something just took over in my head and I knew that I had to do it. The longer I waited, the more chance there was of someone else contracting. I also prepared myself for the fact that this could not go well. He could call me a liar. He could get mad or nasty towards me. He could say I gave it to him. I was ready. Now, I did not think that was going to happen because of the person that I hung out with. I didn't think they were that kind of person. But I was prepared to keep my head high and keep my dignity if it did go south. I had also decided in my head that he probably didn't know he was a carrier, like 80% of HSV carriers. Now I'm not saying you should do this because you might be wrong, but at that point there was literally no more mental or emotional space in my body or in my mind to handle the idea that he could have knowingly passed it on to me. So for my own sanity, I decided to go into the conversation on the notion that he was, like 80% of all herpes carriers, an unaware silent carrier. I did not want to go into this blaming him or accusing him or attacking him. That is not a great way to start a conversation, and I know that would put anyone on the defensive, and when people are defensive, it is near impossible to have a productive conversation. So. It was my job to be calm and keep him calm. I also knew that I did not want to use shock language or triggering words and phrases because no matter what people say, words matter. Words carry subconscious weight in our minds whether we admit it or not. I didn't want to start telling this guy that I enjoyed spending time with that he infected me with a horrible disease that's uncurable and both our lives are over. I knew that wasn't true but I knew I had to be clear. So I decided to use words like transmission instead of infection and call it HSV, the herpes virus, instead of just herpes. Also, it's weird and I really hope someone else can relate to this. I didn't want to scare him or for him to think that I was untainted or that I was tainted or undateable anymore. There's part of me that still wanted him to know I was fuckable because I really did enjoy spending time with him. But then thinking that, I was also questioning myself, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? This guy gave me an STD and I'm worried I'm not the fuckable one? What sort of backwards brainwashing shit show was happening in my head? Listen, I don't know, but it was all happening. I still wanted him to like me at the end of this conversation. Whether or not that's fucked up, I don't know. Anyways, I am going to upload a whole episode on very effective disclosure tips and tricks, so go check that out if you want more replacement words and phrases and other great ideas for telling new, old, or current sexual partners about your HSV status. I essentially wrote myself a little script for this conversation. Okay, so the phone call hot damn was i nervous but i couldn't show it so i jumped into it 
First, I told him I know that he prides himself on his communication skills, so right now I'm definitely asking for him to listen. I told him that about a week after we had sex, I got really sick and I was having weird symptoms and I decided to go get checked out. I told him I was tested for an array of STDs and that I now test positive for HSV, herpes, something I have always tested negative for in the past. I told him he was my only recent partner and that he was the first person I'd had unprotected sex with in over five years, which was true. See, what I was doing here was laying out the facts that lead to him obviously giving it to me without directly blaming or accusing him. I was just stating facts in chronological order. I told him that it's very common, over half the global population carries type 1 and 1 in 5 people carry type 2, the type I now test positive for. And that of those people, I've said it already in this episode, 80% are silent carriers who have no idea. I also threw in the fun, true fact that those statistics are even higher in large cities like the one he's from. I told him it was not included when you asked to be tested for everything, and if he had ever specifically asked to be tested for it. He said no, he'd never asked for it, and if it wasn't included, he guessed that he hadn't been tested. He genuinely sounded like he was in disbelief of this, so I believed him. I told him he needs to get an IgG blood test for HSV. I was very clear that this was the exact test he needed to ask for. I wanted to text it to him to make sure, but he said he got it. I think I explained the testing to him. If you want more on that, listen to my testing episode. The test I was telling him to get, the IgG blood test, is for people who have had the virus over 16 weeks when antibodies actually will show up in your blood. The virus doesn't live in your blood, it lives in your nervous system, and antibodies live in your blood, whether or not you experience outbreaks. I also told him that if you're someone who gets symptoms, your first outbreak is likely going to be within two to 14 days after contracting the outbreak, or sorry, contracting the virus, which is exactly what happened to me after we had unprotected sex. I said I've been doing a lot of reading, and if you have any questions, I can probably answer them for you. To my great comfort, he did not get mad. He did not get accusatory or say anything rude to me at all. I didn't think he would, but goddamn, I sure was relieved when he didn't, because humans are unpredictable as shit. He asked me if I was okay which I was not expecting at all. It actually, like, took me off guard. He was like, are you okay? Like, what's going on with you? Um, He was asking what I was going through and what happened to me. Now, I'm not gonna lie. In an effort to be cool and calm and collected, I may have played it too casual. I remember saying something like, It's just a common virus of the nervous system that sometimes causes a skin condition. It's super easy to handle. Now, this is true, 
but also I had just gone through the worst two weeks of my life, both physically and mentally, because of a decision we made together by not talking about or using protection. Now, I take full responsibility for my own actions, but it does take two to tango, and it takes one person with genital herpes to pass it on to a tango partner, and that person wasn't me in the tango. I don't know if this analogy is making sense anymore, but bottom line, I was trying not to scare him off or place blame. At some point in the conversation, I realized what I was doing, and I did want him to know it was serious, so I did say at one point, you know, I'm totally fine now, but I was very not fine for a week. I was very sick, and I was not okay, but now I'm good. I think he said, um, or maybe I said, I don't know who said it first, that we're lucky uh, it was nothing worse. I asked him if he would go get tested and share the results with me, to which he said of course he would 100%. I was thrilled. I couldn't really tell if he grasped what I was saying entirely, but he did say he was going to lay low for a while and try to figure out, you know, how to not spread this virus. I told him the first thing he could do was wear a condom. I can't remember if I told him he needed to disclose to his sexual partners or not, but I did tell him he needs to get tested properly. I really hope he grasped the concept that he was the one who gave it to me and not vice versa. He said that he appreciated my honesty and that it took a lot of character to do what I was doing, not everyone would. In my head, I was like, Oh, bitch, you gave this to me. <laughs> if I have to live with it now, you sure as hell do too. You're not gonna leave me here with this and carry on in silent carrier bliss. I was taking the ship down with me, and I'm very okay with that decision. <laughs> uh, I thanked him for listening and not blowing up at me. He said he wasn't that kind of person, and I agreed. I didn't think he was. Now, I'd only spent two weekends barely with this guy. In all honesty, I did not know him that well, but what he had shown to me were mostly really good qualities, and he definitely hadn't shown me any indication he was a bad person, so that's what I was going from. Now, I will admit that I did get lucky with my first disclosure going so well. I was so freaking thrilled and proud of myself when I got off that phone call. I was smiling from ear to ear because I had been dreading it ever since the doctor saw my outbreak and confirmed the worst. Just kidding. Herpes is far from the worst thing that can go wrong with your vagina. Now, I highly recommend going into disclosures like the way I did because being calm and educated yielded great results for me. If this doesn't happen for you, trust me, you can still move on. You can move forward. If the person reacts negatively or says they know for a fact they don't carry it, well, to be honest, they might be right, but there's a very much higher chance that they do not know that for sure. But also, you cannot change someone's mind or educate them if they're not open to rational conversation. As much as I would like to say otherwise, you cannot force someone to show you their test results or go get the proper testing done. Boy, do I wish you could. But it is a lot to take in. 
I knew my world had been rocked and I was about to rock someone else's. I had to make it a safe space. Now, in retrospect, a couple things I would have done differently. Before sharing my status, I would have asked him if he had ever experienced anything, any bumps or blisters or any unusual things on his genitals. I don't know how comfortable I am saying genitals to a guy that I was boning, but I would have asked about symptoms. I would have asked him when the last time he was tested was, and if he had a copy of those results, and if there was an HSV test on there. Because I already know there's a 99% chance there is not. And also, once you get tested and sleep with someone else, all of those results are null and void. Whether or not you used a condom, whether or not you used a dental dam, you sleep with someone new, test results are null and void. So, where was I? Oh, right. So, asking these questions would have given him space to share some of his sexual history with me before I came in hot with all my details. It may have given me more insight to what he was aware of already, and I would have had a more conclusive idea for sure if he knew or not. The way I handled the conversation was impressive, I really do think that, but there is room for improvement. I assumed he didn't know, and when he admitted he was unaware of the lack of HSV testing, I sailed right through on the assumption that he had never had symptoms. I didn't even ask him. I should have. But hey, there is always next time. And for my next time story, you can listen to my episode called Telling My Ex Hookup, because that's fun. <laughs> oh, and if you're wondering if you did ever get back to me with those test results, I'm still waiting. It's been enough time that he could have gotten tested at the time of this recording, but it also hasn't been quite enough time where I feel comfortable asking him again. If he doesn't get back to me on his own, like I said, we do live in different cities, I definitely will ask him. I have nothing to lose, and I really want to make it clear that he needs to know his status so he's not just taking my word for it, because I don't want another woman to go through what I went through without being able to first make that choice for herself, whether she wants to take that chance or not. Now, I want to let you know that if your conversation with the person you believe you contracted HSV from did not go down like mine, that is okay, and that is normal, and that is very common. Even if it went fucking horribly, trust me, there is someone in the support groups who has a similar story to yours. You may not believe that, but go online and ask. You will be surprised with the amount of solidarity you can find in unique circumstances. There are hundreds of thousands of people who have had this conversation and it has gone in so many different directions, but trust me, someone has been there. We are a community, we have a community. Please come introduce yourself and your story. Oh yeah, and over 80% of the world is in this community. They just don't know it. But the 20% of us that do know it, we got you. So guys, that's the story of how my very first disclosure went. If you can relate, please shoot me a message. I know that there's a lot of complicated feelings involved in these conversations, and I'd love to hear from you. 
So y'all know I always end this shit on a positive note, so I wanted to tell you a couple of good things that are happening in my life right now. First of all, I have a dope dress that I get to wear for the first time to an event tomorrow night, and I am super excited. I haven't had the occasion to dress up in a while, and I feel like a smoke show in this dress. It's gonna be a good time. It's an event that happens every year, and it's always so much fun. Also, your girl got a raise. Hell yeah. My car is full of gas. I just made a sweet-ass dinner, and I'm already looking forward to the leftovers tomorrow. My sheets are clean, my house is clean, and life is good. Thanks for listening. Share this link with anyone you think would help, leave five-star reviews, and follow me on Instagram at Positively Positive Podcast. Check out the website, PositivelyPositivePodcast.com, for resources, tools, videos, and lots of amazing HSV content. If I've helped you and you'd like to say thanks, visit the support page for options, buy me a coffee, join the Patreon, or get yourself a Positively Positive sticker. If you just want to say hi, email me at PositivelyPositivePodcast at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail on Anchor. I'm out here, okay? I keep my real name private for now, but keep listening because that changes and it will always be me reading all your messages. You are not alone. I'm living Positively Positive and you can too. Thank you.